Hi, my name's Alyssa. And my name's Melissa. Welcome back to the Deliverability Defined Podcast. Each week, we'll be diving deep into a topic and giving you practical advice to improve your email deliverability. In other words, we'll help you reach the inbox of your subscribers and stay out of their spam folders, leading to more success in your email marketing. Deliverability can be complex, but we're here to define it. Hello, Melissa. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. I'm just drinking some coffee and hanging out. Ooh, coffee sounds really good. I should have got another decaf cup. Yeah, I went to, uh, I haven't been to Starbucks in quite a while, and I went today for the first time and took my dog and got him a pup cup. He was thrilled. <gasps> That's so fun. Yeah. Cute. Yep. I bet he is so big in your car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I drive a Honda Civic hatchback. It's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. You have to take <laughs> a picture next time you do that. I, I will. see what it looks like. It's funny. It, he fits perfectly when he's uh, sitting. So for people listening who haven't seen Neptune, how big is he? He's 117 pounds. Oh, my gosh. He's bigger than me. When he stands on his hind legs, he's taller than me. His head is huge, too. Yeah, his head is huge. So Wow. He's a big baby. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. For everyone listening who was curious, last week I, you know, was saying I didn't feel good. And I was like, huh, I wonder if it's COVID. It was. It's COVID. So <laughs> if I sound terrible, that's why I've had it for like seven days now. So I'm mostly out of the woods, but still, you know, have I'm so sorry. Congestion. So no, it's okay. Um, it was not fun, obviously. But anyways, I I've been playing the is it COVID game for like two years now. And I finally yeah, I know. <laughs> had a, yes, it's COVID. So yeah, it came, it found me. Found you. Okay. Well, I also, um, just so you all know, this is the last episode of the season. So I really appreciate you all listening. It's been a fun one. Yes. And we usually plug this at the end of the episode, but probably not everyone makes it all the way to the very end. So if you are wanting more deliverability content, we have a monthly email newsletter about email deliverability. So you can sign up at deliverability.ck.page. And we send usually kind of one like write-up per month. And then the monthly deliverability reports, which are super interesting. You can see mm -hmm. like what the average open rate is of a ConvertKit user, things like that. See how that's fluctuating. And then we um, have articles and blog posts and other things you should read and know about when it comes to deliverability. Yeah. And we'll continue it after we usually link the podcast episodes, but we can continue that after the podcast is over. So yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. So go sign up for that once a month. It's not too bad. We won't bother you too much. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about how to fix reputation issues with Gmail. I feel like this is still a question I see come up in like different Slack groups I'm in. So it doesn't have to do with ConvertKit users specifically, but just in general, a lot of people will say that they are seeing all their messages go to spam at Gmail or they have a poor domain reputation at Gmail and they need to know how to fix it. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk all about that in this episode. So a fun like little fact that I was because I always feel like people, customers, when they write in, I love telling them like what percentage of their list is Gmail or Hotmail or Yahoo. And I would say almost always, I shouldn't like generalize it so much, but a lot of the time Gmail users are always the most prominent in people's lists. And so uh, according to Finances Online, Gmail has over 
5.8 billion active users as of January 2020. So that was kind of a fun fact that if you are just out of the gate, if you're having issues with emails being sent to spam at Gmail, it's very possible that could really affect um, your overall your overall metrics. So it's definitely like a specifically good mailbox provider to discuss because they do have a lot of like good signals to help you figure out kind of what's going on. Yeah, totally agree. And I know out of all the mail we send at ConvertKit, a huge majority of it goes to Gmail. So Mm -hmm. that's always a good one for us to talk about. And like you said, I think Gmail is um, a good one to talk about because they do have so many different kind of signals and clues to fill you in on what could be happening. And I feel like from the customers I've helped, it's a pretty clear process of how Mm -hmm. to kind of get out of the doghouse at Gmail. So that's a good one to focus on. And we've discussed in other episodes that there's no magic reputation number kind of, you know, we relate this to a credit score, but with your credit score, you know what your number is and you can Mm -hmm. find that by looking it up. Deliverability reputation is different, but Gmail does have Google Postmaster tools, which you might want to consider signing up for depending on your situation. And that will tell you what your domain reputation is at Gmail and your IP reputation. It can either be bad, low, medium, or high. Mm -hmm. Bad is when all your messages are going to go straight to spam if your reputation is listed as bad. Low is usually most messages are going to spam, but it might be kind of a mix. Medium, usually you aren't seeing spam filtering at that point, but it's kind of like a warning sign to Hmm. change some things. And then high, pretty much at that point, all your messages are going to the inbox unless there's some other like technical issue going on. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of how their reputation scale works. And Google Postmaster tools will only work for you if you are signing your emails with your DKIM domain. So in ConvertKit speak, it only works for you if you have a verified sending domain set up. Mm-hmm. And you have to send a certain amount of messages. I don't have that number off the top of my head. But essentially, you have to send enough volume to where they can tell you what your reputation is. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who only sends maybe like 100 emails a couple times a month, you're probably not going to have any reputation show up in Gmail. So mm-hmm. those are the two factors you'll need to meet. But yeah, that's how Google Postmaster Tools works. Yeah, that's a good, that's a helpful tool we We use that to track things too. Mm -hmm. Another thing to keep in mind as we talk about your reputation at Gmail is that your subscribers are the ones who are heavily influencing a lot of where your emails are being placed. So if your subscribers are not interacting at all with your messages, that's a negative signal. If they're opening and clicking and responding to all your your messages, those are all very good signals. But Gmail's number one priority is their customers who are your subscribers. So you may have every good intention in the world of helping people, sending relevant content. But if those subscribers are not interacting um, in a positive way, then your reputation may be suffering. And reputation is one of the yeah, highest, uh, what am I trying to say? The biggest factor. Yeah. Biggest factor, heavily weighted factor for Gmail to decide where to place emails. Yep. hundred percent. So you might be wondering like, how do I know if my emails are going to spam at Gmail? Obviously, your subscribers telling you that that's happening is a good way to know, but you can also test yourself. We do that all the time when helping customers. So you can send yourself a test to your Gmail account and see where it lands. Note that 
the promotions tab is still the inbox. So if it lands there, don't panic. It's not spam. Right. It's not spam at all. It's just a different kind of section or organization of the inbox. And if your message is promotional, then that's just Gmail's algorithm working the way that it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing to note. Um, If your email is going to the inbox in your Gmail and your subscriber said it went to their spam folder, it might be something super specific to their own filtering or preferences. I had an example of this happening. It was actually a ConvertKit employee. They were signed up to the ConvertKit newsletter list and they messaged me and said, our ConvertKit newsletter is going to my spam folder at my Gmail address. And I said, what's your Gmail address? Because I get them in my inbox, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. And I looked up their like activity and they hadn't opened a single newsletter in like six months. And then they saw one in their spam folder and they were like, oh gosh, I should tell someone. But I'm like, well, that's Gmail just helping you out because right. they noticed you didn't open in six months. So they decided to put it in spam. So that does happen, the very individual level filtering. And before we move on too far, I wanted to bring up something that I think you actually maybe put in our little note section. But um, just because you don't have a bad reputation at other mailbox providers doesn't mean that you can't have a sort of negative bad reputation with Gmail. I think that's another thing that um, people will often say, well, all my emails are going to the inbox at Hotmail, but different providers, different reputations. So that's just something to keep in mind as we talk about specifically Gmail. Yeah. Very good point. I'm <laughs> COVID brain and pregnancy brain combined are not going to help me, but I heard some analogy somewhere sometime that kind of <laughs> relates to this. And it was about like the different mailbox providers are kind of like, it's like they all are using their own recipe hmm. for like a lasagna, for example. So they're all using different ratios, different ingredients or whatever. And like at the end, it's a lasagna, but they all taste different. Yeah. And that's kind of what's happening here. It's like Gmail, Hotmail, all the other, you know, Yahoo, Comcast, whatever, they all have their own recipes. And so while Gmail might use like a ton of sender reputation as a as an ingredient, mm-hmm. Hotmail might use a little less domain reputation, a little more content or something like that. And those recipes are kept secret, obviously, but we can just know certain things by what we see on a large scale. I like that example. Oh, good. I hope it worked. Yeah, that's a good one. I think someone else said it much better. (laughs) So if your emails are, if you test your email and it's landing um, in the spam folder, there's a few things that you can look at to figure out if if there are any clues as to why that's happening. Oftentimes you will see some kind of a banner at the top of your email when it lands in the spam folder. And that can give you an idea about what might be going on. So for example, um, I just saw one of these today. And someone said, why are my emails going to the spam folder? I looked and there was a gray banner and it said, um, why is this message in spam? It is similar to messages that have been identified as spam in the past. So going from that, you know, there are a few things we can do and we'll kind of get into what that means. But another banner that we see sometimes is an orange banner that says something about not being able to verify the identity of the sender. So there are definitely a couple things that can happen when an email goes to the spam folder. Yes, that's so good. And I want to touch on the uh, why is this message in spam? It's similar Mm -hmm. to other messages that have been identified as spam in the past because this one is pretty much almost always a sender domain reputation issue. But usually in this case, you're not using a verified sending domain with your email service provider. Mm -hmm. I've seen this happen, or the reason I know this is because I have like worked with a customer 
who was getting this banner. And then they decided they wanted to set up a verified sending domain to Mm -hmm. fix it, which I knew wouldn't. You know, something they can try. Mm -hmm. So they did. And then when they send, the message changes. And it doesn't say it's similar to other messages anymore. It says the domain blah, 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 has sent a lot of spam in the past. Mm -hmm. So basically, they'll straight up tell you your sender reputation is poor in that banner message. Mm -hmm. But they'll only come out and say that if you're sending with a verified sending domain or, in other words, your domain is being used for authentication. But if it's a situation where you're sending from an ESP and your domain is used in the from address that's visible, but the ESP's information is used all in the background, they won't come out and say Mm -hmm. it was because your from address was bad. Mm -hmm. But that's what that means. So it means that the domain reputation is poor of that sender. It can also mean it was like a content issue, but with Gmail, that could be like a link had a poor reputation or something like that. But most of the time, it's a domain reputation issue when you see that banner. Yeah. Cool. And then, of course, always potentially set up Google Postmaster tools. Again, if you fit the criteria of Mm -hmm. using a verified sending domain or authenticating your own messages and you send enough volume, a regular amount of volume to like over a thousand people. Mm -hmm. So what do you do if you find out that you do have a bad reputation with Gmail? So we'll kind of run through some things you can do to get yourself out of the weeds. Immediately stop sending messages to your unengaged subscribers. You should exclude subscribers who have not opened a message within the last 90 days. That's the first thing I tell anyone when I see that they're struggling um, to deliver messages in the inbox at Gmail, like when they're going to spam. I tell everyone that almost instantly. And normally I can tell just by looking at their list. I look at their cold subscribers. And typically they do have quite a few and it looks like they hadn't cleaned their list in a while. Yeah, Very important number one step there. Essentially, if you keep sending those people, you're going to keep the damage going. So that's Mm -hmm. like step number one is fix that. And then step two is evaluate what went wrong and fix the root issue. So what went wrong could have just been like, oh, well, I never cleaned my list. I haven't, Mm -hmm. you know, I had a ton of unengaged subscribers on my list. But usually with Gmail, if your reputation gets all the way to bad, there's something even worse happening. So Mm -hmm. look and see where did these people on my list come from? Did at any point you or someone else managing your list buy a list, scrape a list, reach out to LinkedIn contacts, Mm -hmm. something like that? That could definitely be causing your issue and you want to make sure you stop emailing those people immediately and don't email them again. It could be that you had a list bombing issue. I saw that happen with Mm -hmm. um, someone I was helping with this problem and they had to go in and remove all signups that came from a bot, luckily, it was pretty easy to spot because mm-hmm. their first names were all gibberish. And then they had to secure their forms. So in general, you don't want to just like stop sending to your unengaged subscribers. Right. And then keep doing the same thing. And then move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to make sure you're actually getting to the root issue or what's going to happen is this is just going to keep going on over and over. And you will be stuck in this cycle of like right. trying to clean your list, but it's not really doing anything. And Yeah, exactly. So continue to exclude unengaged subscribers for at least two weeks is what we tell most people. Yep. And then after those two weeks, check in and see how things are going with your Gmail reputation. Send yourself some tests. You might have to start testing with a different email address. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've already kind of marked yourself as not spam, that will affect things in your own inbox. Look at your open rates. See, does it seem like my reputation's improving. If you have Google Postmaster tools set up, go to the domain reputation section and see how that's looking. There was one 
pretty large sender I helped with this issue. And it was really fun to watch their domain reputation in Gmail. It started to look like a staircase. Mm-hmm. It started down at bad and they stopped sending unengaged subscribers. And then it like bumped up to low. We were like, okay, okay, let's see. And then it bumped up to medium. And then I think that's the point where we really started to re-engage people. But they got all the way up to high. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So basically... If you are seeing things improve, then you can slowly start to re-engage those unengaged subscribers as long as you've taken away whatever that root issue was that Mm -hmm. caused this problem in the first place. But make sure you are monitoring your results along the way. Well, and so the last point, if you start to see domain reputations or spam filtering issues again, stop re-engaging and uh, continue that later in small increments. And maybe don't accidentally send multiple emails to just your cold subscribers, because I've also seen people do that on accident. Oh, goodness. (laughs) That's never a good thing. (sighs) I forgot about that. I used to see that ticket come up every now and then, but... (laughs) I don't see it a lot either, but every time someone panics over a really, really low open rate, like 3%, it's been they accidentally sent to just their cold subscribers. And especially if you have a domain reputation issue, that is not going to help you at all. So just double check your filters. <laughs> yeah, so important. Yeah. And just to sum up like that whole plan we just talked through, the reason why it works so well is because like what you said earlier, Melissa, Gmail is very sensitive to your subscribers signals that they're sending. Mm-hmm. So what this does is this kind of stops negative signals, at least really minimizes them for a while mm-hmm. and boosts your positive signals. Right. So that helps Gmail's algorithms be like, huh, interesting. I thought this person had a bad reputation, but we're only seeing really positive signals from them, not seeing many negative signals at all. Mm-hmm. Let's slowly bump them up, trust them a little more, and you have to give them time to build that trust back with you. Right. And you want to make sure that in that process when you're building it back, you don't do anything that would cause more negative signals to show up. You don't try and re-engage your list too fast. You want to do all of that really slowly and try to make sure that the most thing they're seeing when you send messages are mm-hmm. those positive engagements like opens and clicks and replies and things like that. I think it's easy to forget when we're sending messages like how advanced these algorithms are. And I've, I've mentioned this before, but um, I have a family member who wanted to start like a cut flower garden and she added all of our family. She had a domain address, like a Mm -hmm. business address. She added all of the family's emails without sending like a confirmation email or anything. And you think, well, they're family. Like I'm going to send them a message. That's why I really like Gmail because they get really good feedback from their subscribers. So when that message was sent to me and my mom, it landed in the spam folder. Oh man. It was just interesting. (laughs) I was like, wow. I So when you think about not like we always say all the time, like with list hygiene or getting the right kind of list collection method going. If you buy lists or there's just so many different ways that lists can become even more unengaged than probably initially. But that's just like an example of how I feel like they really do know. Yeah. And that's why there it's so quickly like you can get an email from or not an email. You can get a notification from Gmail that says you haven't opened an email in the last what is it? I forget. Six months, I think. Six months. Yeah. Like, do you want to unsubscribe? Or maybe it's three months. 180 days. 180 days. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I do think that even though reputation issues can be scary, at least at Gmail, there are a decent amount of tools, signals that you can use to be able to work on certain aspects of your list and your sending habits. And they give you an opportunity to get better, which is great. Yeah. Definitely. And it's not easy, um, especially it's a lot harder for people that have like dedicated IPs and mm-hmm. huge lists. Um, I've seen some people have to completely 
kind of start from scratch with their reputation and send like 20 emails a day, day one, 30 emails a day, day two, and like go really slowly to build back their reputation. So it can be pretty painful. But for the most part, if you're on a shared IP address that has a good reputation and you haven't done too much damage, usually, like we said, you know, excluding those cold subscribers for at least two weeks, potentially more, is a helpful like jumpstart reset for your reputation. Cool. All righty. I hope that was helpful. If you have any questions about any of this, obviously, feel free to reach out to us. If you go to convertkit.com slash deliverability, there's a form there where you can fill it out and it goes straight to our email. So yeah, let us know if we can help you at all. And since this is the last episode, if you have any questions or suggestions for our monthly newsletter and you'd like to be a part of that, feel free to send those ideas too. Perfect. Hope you all have a wonderful, however long it's going to be until next time. But yeah, don't be strangers. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Deliverability Defined. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And if you have time, please leave us a review. You can find a resource guide for today's show at convertkit.com slash deliverability where we outline all of the information you need to know from today's episode. If you have a question or topic you want us to cover, let us know within the ConvertKit community or at convertkit.com slash deliverability. We'll see you next week.